0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe.
0: On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs.
1: Dear damsels, have you ever gone on a date and the chemistry feels decent, but the conversation goes through lulls of cute slash awkward silence? I'm going on date number four next weekend and have gone so far as to check for 50 questions to ask on a first date for conversation starters. My fear is whether or not it'll seem weird coming to the table like it's an interview. Sincerely, 10 things I want to learn about you.
0: This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's (laughs) 1-800-273-8255.
1: There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> tell us what's the, uh-huh. what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Do you? In the you uh-huh. please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs. Uh-huh. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah.
0: It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damses in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Osh.
1: And I'm Alejandro. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh,
2: How is everyone doing?
1: June flew by. I mean, it felt so busy and so chaotic. I feel like there was so much to do and still so much to do. But damn, like, how are you both? Well, I'm
0: ill, but I'm in New York. Which is very exciting. Um, I don't know if I've shared this publicly on the podcast, but I'm really excited to share that I'm actually going to be heading to Columbia next year to get my MFA in producing. Um, So this is hard launch, my hard announcement. Um, And this episode will be coming out on my birthday. So it feels fitting to share that little piece of information with our listeners. And it's going to be really crazy moving from LA to New York and it's a really bittersweet for me. I, as you all know, I'm LA's number one fan. Osh is New York's number one fan. We're really switching places here. I'm getting something I didn't ask for, but I think it's gonna be a really incredible experience and I'm excited to build this network of really talented filmmakers. So yeah, just a, a new step on the path to success.
2: Well, Amazing. we are so excited for you because I feel like a proud mom. I already told Lauren mm-hmm. this, but like, I feel like a proud mom. All I need now is a Columbia, like mom, a uh, sweatshirt <sighs> and a hat. And I'm going to rock that around and I'm going to wear that everywhere I go. And then uh-huh. I'm going to go with her to school. Whenever I'm in New York, I'm going to like drop her <laughs> off to school. I'm going to shadow and sit in. I'm just, I was in New York actually a couple of days ago and I was on the other side of the park and I was like, whoa, that's where Lauren's going to be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you guys will have
0: I'm to really come tight. and be in my movies that I'm making there. Yeah, definitely.
1: Ash, I feel like you have to include within your package or within your kit um, one of those disposable cameras so you can take photos like old school style. I feel like that's a like, complete mom package. Love
0: <laughs> that. Oh, my God. I love that. I mean, and should we wear have... like mom jeans and have like permed out hair? Yeah, oh,
1: absolutely. Well yeah, what I was look. thinking
2: was more of a like a Princess Diana look where she has that mm. Harvard sweatshirt with the biker shorts. Oh, you know how that look yes. is in now?
0: Uh, that's yeah. what I'm
2: gonna be doing, but with Columbia. Oh that, that All I need is, is like, a Gucci my bag.
0: I oh yes. Yeah, with we're the gonna, band gonna have to blue. work on that part. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Ash, what about you? What milestones are you celebrating slash looking forward to?
2: So I am actually just very simple, looking forward to getting back into my routine. I've been, and you all know how I love my little morning routine, Um, but I have been off my game because my family has been in town for a whole month. And so now that, or actually a month and a half, and now that I don't have any more family obligations, which is kind of sad. I actually really miss my family and I had a really good time with them, but now it's time to get back to work, time to, you know, focus on myself again and get back into my routine because I feel so off. So that is what I'm looking forward to, spending more time with myself.
1: I know that's right. I I feel like, you know, we talked about um, in a recent episode, the trip to Spain. And then I had an experience going to Mexico to shoot a short film. And that was insanely fun. So rewarding, super educative. I feel like my brain just like grew tenfold. And I totally identify with what you're talking about as far as like, you know, having those exciting things going on, but then like routine is out the damn window when, when it comes to trying to keep up with everything. And yeah, I, I hear you. I feel like July is going to be really good for just like zeroing in, you know, creating like <laughs> more rigid structure with the routines and like trying to, trying to check off the things that are on the list. Cause it's like, some days it's almost like the list keeps growing. And then yeah. the, the, the amount of check marks that I'm putting down on that list is like not nah, it's it's not matching up, so I'm trying to <laughs> get that uh you know groove going. I mean, I feel like there's moments where like feeling underwater can like push us to new heights, maybe I don't know. I think there's something useful in like the ups and the downs of trying to figure stuff out, but um, it was interesting. I was talking as I was talking to people on set. Um, for the shoot there was I forgot who it was we were talking about dating and I didn't mention at the time that you know we we have this podcast but it was just really funny because the topic of trying to get to know someone and like different ways of doing that came up so I was just curious like have either of you ever looked up like top such and such questions to ask on a first date or on any date or am so, I just like the only one who's weird about no, that?
2: No <laughs> so I actually before um before this talk, like before I logged on I was looking at it and I was like dang this is very similar to the hinge prompts that they have like hinge literally took that list and was like we're gonna make this into prompts so because like I you know bef- I haven't really met anyone organically like the guys that I go on dates with are all off of a hinge or rye or something but Um, The prompts are already there, so it kind of makes it easier. Like, I don't have to, like, you know, like, go through this awkwardness of being like, okay, like, if you were any type of fruit, like, what would you be? Like, or like, you know, like, if you had to pick a color, like, what color would you be? Like, it's not, it's, I don't have to do that because Hinge already has that for you. And so you get over that, like, awkwardness. But it's also kind of fun to, like, see the responses of these guys on Hinge. Um, because people really make it funny and then it's a conversation starter but I feel like these first dates like it is really difficult with like small talk and like trying to get past those like first couple of like questions to get to know each other but I have definitely done it on second and third dates but not the first date
1: yeah wait so walk me through this hinge experience like this is oh my gosh. I match with someone or is it like no when you're, so
2: basically and i'll show you when i see in person but it's um it's when you're looking at people's like swiping through people's profiles it's on their profile so hinge basically when you create a profile you can answer these you can choose whatever prompt there's already pre-made prompts in there that you can choose Mm -hmm. and that you answer those prompts and um there's like some really funny ones like i can't even I was working with my
0: friend on hers and we were going through the prompts to find out like what would be the most interesting. And there's one that you can do that's like two truths and a lie. And then another one is like, uh, you know, easier ones, like your favorite movie and stuff like that. A shower thought I recently had, what I order for the table. When I was advising my friend, like what we were working on was trying to make it like the most like eye-catching and like what was like an interesting opinion that people would respond to. And like, as I've said before, you should only put information on there that feels authentic to you because you don't want to be in a position where people are responding to you and you know, you're portraying somebody that you're not. But I do feel like when you're swiping through the masses that like thinking through your personality and thinking through like, what is my most like quirky or like um, off like habit or trait does help to just like separate you from other people on there.
1: Totally. Yeah, it Wait, really. So does. I'm curious. What's the coolest? I'm just gonna start asking some of these questions because I'm looking at a list right now. One it's kind of superficial, but do you have any tattoos? No. Either of you. No. Neither. Oh, ugh, okay. Um. Oh. Do you? Habit. You have to
2: answer it too.
1: Oh yeah, I have a few tattoos. <laughs> oh, cool.
0: Where and what?
1: Oh my God, so the first one I got, I was under 18. i um, not even sure if my parents know about this, but <laughs> I, I um, went to Canada with some friends and ended up getting my first one. And the only area that I could get it was in like the speedo area because that was the Ooh. only part of my body that would be covered fully. Um, so yeah, that was like the sneakiest spot that I could get it, but it's uh, mm-hmm. they're just kanji symbols. And then I got an anchor with my brother Uh, On the back of my calf That was like the most recent one But that was several years ago Enough about me Back to these questions Mm -hmm. Um, These are boring This is like such a terrible idea I'm like trying to like quickly Let me see a different
0: Let me do the hinge ones then What about What's your most controversial opinion? What's my most Oh chicken and
2: waffles Should never have been invented (gasps) Oh that's
1: controversial that is a huge controversy why do you feel this way That's <laughs> okay a strong number
2: one we have to remember that i was not raised here i'm not american even though my accent is super american that is the weirdest thing I sometimes it's, ever, ever it's not ever super
0: heard. american Osh. i want to push back on that chicken sometimes and waffles he... is not american no. no i'm saying your accent sometimes is oh. very british <laughs> yeah yeah it comes out yeah it
2: does
1: in the spelling, sometimes in the emails, I'll see like yeah. the, the British spellings. No,
0: some. but also like sometimes she'll be doing an Instagram live, and it'll be like, "Oh, I'm so posh." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up. Chin, chin. Whoa. Okay, <laughs>
0: Alejandro, what's your controversial opinion? I know mine. So if you need a, a second,
1: controversial opinion. No, 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 no. Mine is
0: like actual controversy. Like we're gonna get like hate mail from it. Oh, love Do it. Do you want it?
1: Yeah, I want to yours.
0: Okay. Oh my God! You guys are gonna hate me. I think that Barcelona is only a cool tourist destination because of Gaudi. I think okay. that Barcelona would be nothing without Gaudi. I agree. Wow! Thank you. I agree. You're so, you so welcome. Much.
1: I mean, oh, yeah, fifty fifty. I do remember, like, just being like so caught up in the architecture that I couldn't stop looking. Anyway,
0: whose architecture is that? Tell me. Tell me one thing. If Gaudi had never gone there it would just be another place in Spain. That's my point. Like I think Madrid is a more interesting city with more influences from multitudes of people. If Gaudi had never walked into Barcelona, there would be nothing to see there. Okay, Alejandro, controversial opinion and then we're promised we're gonna get back to dating.
1: That The Real Housewives franchise isn't, it, it can be somewhat of a hilariously enjoyable experience watching.
0: That, that is sucks. That's what you want to say. That you say it. Do you either like it or you don't? What's the controversy here?
1: Oh, no, yeah. I, do. I get into it. I get into it. Oh, so that you think joking. that The Real
0: Housewives is a good franchise. That's so the controversy. It's
1: an entertaining franchise. Yes. I'm not sure that. Look at team. him
0: trying so hard to not be controversial with a <laughs> controversial opinion. <laughs>
1: He's like okay, trying not to like
0: slow away. <laughs> Look, I
1: know. I'm like getting ready. Right yeah, he's I'm so like, worried about saying
0: something controversial. <laughs> okay, but anyway, as we've seen, these like somewhat outlandish statements do get a conversation going. And sometimes that is a good way to get, you know, a conversation started, whether you're interested in dating somebody or figuring out whether you're interested in dating them or not. Because I do think like. The more people respond to these conversations then the more you get to know whether you like them or not or whether there's a future there agreed
1: yeah and I thought like I don't know I guess there was a point where I thought well it doesn't matter how far into the relationship we are it could be fun to just like strike up conversation using these prompts for you know any sort of conversation starter. I think that's always fun, but is it a good sign or a bad sign that that could be leaned on? Cause I guess on one hand I'm thinking like, well, if you're searching for ways to strike up conversation with someone that you've been in a relationship with, could that be a bad sign? Or could that be just, you know, a sign to like freshen things up? or maybe it could be good. Like you're just, you know, the, the it's, there's always new ways to explore something new about the other person. I don't know. Do so
2: think? I think in my uh, experience, I've had, you know, like gone on dates and then I really like them, but it's like, we move too fast without really getting to know each other and like getting to know, yeah. like, every not everything but like at least a good yeah. amount about each other it kind of just becomes about day-to-day conversations and nothing about like oh you don't want to know about my life anymore like I feel like we haven't even gotten to like the good part yet um all you just know is like the surface level stuff so that's happened and that happened with that um guy that I got serious with fast the one that we talked about and we named as a douchebag um but that happened with him and it just it moves too fast that it did we didn't really get to know each other like In a deeper sense, it kind of just became about the day-to-day stuff. So I actually got half this um, card game from We're Not Really Strangers. And basically as prompts to get to know your significant other or like your friends. And it's just deep, meaningful questions and like, you know, things to kind of like things that you're not really ever going to bring up in conversation and cool things to talk about that you wouldn't really bring up um, on a day-to-day And that was pretty cool to do. I don't think he was as into it as I was, which is a sign that, you know, move on. But um, yeah, I think think for that
0: situation, that was kind of cool. Well, no, and I think that's interesting because you guys know how I played the rapid fire game. Yeah. Like one of my games, like, even if I know people well, and I play this with Brian too. So like I play this game called rapid fire and basically it's like, I start you off easy. I'm like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite book? What's your favorite music? What's your favorite brand? And I make you do it. And like, I'm coaching you through it. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I play this with family members too. And then it like gets increasingly more intense. And I like, I switch it up. So I'm not just throwing intense questions at you. And then I'll like be like, what's your favorite animal? But anyway, some of the questions I ask in there are like, what keeps you up at night? What are you most afraid of? Um, What's something that you love about your significant other? What's something that you hate about your significant other? What first attracted you to your significant other? And like, I I play this with lots of people and you can find it. It's really interesting because it's like your first instinct because you don't have a lot of time to talk or think, I mean, sorry, you don't have a lot of time to think that sometimes you... um, Get to pick up on things. And I think I talked about this before. And if I didn't, then I'll talk about it now. But I played this game with Brian. And um Brian, when I asked him, like, what's his favorite thing about me? And it was my smile. And then I said, what's your least favorite thing about me? And he said, your anxiety we wouldn't have had that, um, you know, talking point had we not been playing this game to get to know each other on a deeper level, right? And like, we've been together almost eight years now, but still you can like play these games or have these like little conversation starters. And one, like, yes, they spark conversation. They spark like finding out different things about them because you still can learn new things about your partner. But two, like they can also address um, some issues that you might be having without doing it in a way that feels like, confrontational. And I think like hearing that from Brian showed me like, okay, maybe I'm putting a little bit too much of my anxiety onto Brian. Like what can I do on my own before approaching Brian to have him sort of like assuage my anxiety? What can I be doing to work on it myself? And um, you guys know we do our happy hour meetings, which like we talk about um, different issues that we're having and also like goals that we want to implement. But I do think that like doing techniques like the conversation starters and like the rapid fire games are great whether you've been dating for two weeks or you've been together for two years because like you can always learn something new and it does, I think, also help to spark like just some um, new chemistry, I guess. To me, like it also really shows that like at the end of the day, we're all so similar. And like the thing that keeps people up at night mostly is usually like family or fear of not being successful. And it sort of just like reminds you that we all struggle with the same things, which like, at least for me is like, wow, we're really all in this together. And like, we really are so similar when you remove everything and just like at the bare minimum, like what, what makes it so that when you're lying alone and there's nothing else around, like what is the one thing that you're most afraid of losing? Like, that's just it's so nice when you can see that, like, at the end of the day, we're all so similar.
1: Agreed. I think that's one of the special things about this podcast as well, is the fact that, like, yes, we're all coming together as the damsels and the DMs, we're exploring new perspectives and each other's experiences. But then, you know, even though we have different ages, different backgrounds, there's always, like, this unifying force that seems to be propelling us forward in terms of just wanting to like be the best version of ourselves or help others be the best versions of themselves by sharing common experiences, uncommon experiences um, or interests, you know, I, yeah, I think it's really cool. There's something about this summer that has been like super transformative and like, I really appreciate what you both are talking about in terms of like the universality of so much of what we bring to the table that I think it's fascinating to see how listeners respond to us or ask us questions Mm -hmm. um, and help us explore new perspectives or or new topics that we may not have ever thought of. I kind of love the way the letter was written just because... Do you remember 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah. um, I love that movie. movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, should we read the letter?
1: Yeah, let's read the letter. So we have, dear damsels, have you ever gone on a date and the chemistry feels decent, but the conversation goes through lulls of cute slash awkward silence? I'm going on date number four next weekend and have gone so far as to check for 50 questions to ask on a first date for conversation starters. My fear is whether or not it'll seem weird coming to the table like it's an interview. Like, do I need to bring a clipboard and stopwatch so we don't go over time? Maybe I shouldn't care and just go for it? Sincerely, 10 things I want to learn about you.
2: (laughs) I love that. Mm.
1: That's cute. But I don't think, based on what we've been talking about, I don't think it's... Awkward at all to be searching for questions, and especially if it's like date number four. I mean, it should it sounds like perfect time to just dig in and figure I things think, out. Because yeah,
2: I don't think it could ever be awkward to search these questions, even if you are in a long-term committed relationship. Yeah. I feel you know, it's like these are questions. Like this just means you're really wanting to get to know your. Significant other, or your partner, or the guy that you're, or a guy or girl, whoever, you're going to make your next partner, like, or want to get into something with a partner. Like, you're just trying to figure out this person and learn more about them. So, I don't think it's ever awkward to do something like that. I think go for it. Like, even if it's date 20 or a different person, like, find those questions and ask them because these, like I said, like these conversations are, it's a very small chance that these things are going to come up in day-to-day conversations that you're having because you're never like, I don't know, but I wouldn't be like in a day-to-day conversation, be like, okay, so what is something that keeps you up at night just randomly, right? Like I wouldn't, I'm not that person to just say that I'm kind of just like whatever's happening. Like we're all consumed with our own lives and we're talking about like what's happening with our careers mostly. Um, and then, okay, how was your day? Da, da, da. But I think when you're getting to know someone, I haven't been in a committed relationship in a very long time, like a long-term one, but while I'm dating around, like, I think it is kind of cool to have these, like, prompts that you can ask them on these, like, dates that you're going on, because that is, like, what these dates are for, it's to get to know someone before you figure out if you like them or not.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to bring the controversy again. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but like I'm so ill recording this episode that if I sounded really delusional on today's episode, <laughs> then you're welcome because you're getting a whole new side of me. Um, and anyway, I'm ready to bring the controversy today. So, like, uh, I just feel like it's a little strange if you're on date four, And the conversation is not like flowing, you know, because like, it just makes me feel like, is the chemistry really there? If you're like having to search for topics to discuss, like if the, okay. So here's what I think. If you're on date four and the conversation is repetitive, from the first couple of dates, like you're having trouble digging deeper, then okay, I understand like looking up the questions because like maybe there's that like fear of getting into a deeper um, conversation. Now, I am a bit of a question master myself. And I know that I ask a ton of questions. This drives some people, my dad and Brian crazy, um, <laughs> my extent of questions. But what I will say being a question master myself that I have learned is like, you just have to go for it. And if you want to know something deeper, ask. Because like oftentimes, and I see this in my life in networking as well, like sometimes I'm so afraid to ask for something for somebody who's in a higher position than me. But if you don't ask, like you'll never know. And if there's something that you want to know from a person, then you should just do it. If I think the rapid fire is a great way of digging in deeper in like a a low stakes format because it's just this like game that you're playing and it comes off as like a fun kind of flirty thing to do that people like answering questions because that's the thing people like being asked about themselves people like answering things so nobody is going to be like weirded out by that and then as the game increases you can go a little bit deeper to find out whatever it is you're looking for if you're afraid of asking these harder hitting questions in the beginning but If the conversation, like if it's if it's just that you're struggling to make conversation and it's not about like that you're worried the relationship isn't going deeper, then I just wonder like if it's something that you should even continue to pursue because like you're gonna be talking to this person for a really long time. Like if they end up being your partner, that like you don't want there to be this like lull of conversations. And sometimes I like look back and I know this is really long-winded. Again, I'm ill. So maybe none of this has made sense. But sometimes I look back on like my relationship with Brian and I'm like, what do we talk about? Like, we've been together for so long. Like, how do you come up with like that many conversation topics? And even with your friends, like just on an existential level, like how do we keep talking to each other? Like, how do we keep finding things interesting? And I think that it's like with your friends, you have this established commonality that like there's always going to be this like, interest in the world and common interests that you have among your life, that's always going to be able to find something to talk about. And if there's not that like baseline of communication, then that's an issue. And as I've gotten more comfortable and like going to networking events and being alone, going to networking events, I've realized that like, if you like people, then you can always find things to talk about. So if you're on date number four, and you can't find things to talk about, like, I think that's a time to raise a red flag.
1: I agree. I I appreciate that perspective. I mean, you introduced it as being controversial, but it's not as controversial as not understanding chicken and waffles as a combination, (laughs) but (laughs) still, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Like if, if it's a struggle after date four, like where is the direction of this going? Like, and how far can it go? But yeah, I think it's really important if like, both sides are open to asking questions and like even it doesn't even have to be like serious heavy hitting things it could be like just lighthearted, like fun but as long as I think there is that air of just wanting to develop that familiarity I think that's beautiful and can be fun and can be done whether it's a romantic partner or like a platonic friendship I, I think I don't know it's always fun to like dig into what makes people tick And maybe not tick. Maybe makes them laugh, or sad, or learn, or whatever. But yeah,
2: I love these rapid fire questions. By the way, like those types of questions really get me excited because it's like it's just fun, and I need to do a better job at playing these, or you know, playing that game with like people in my life because it is a way to switch. Like we all go through lulls, right? Like in our friendships and in our relationships, like um, family, friends partners so it is kind of cool to switch it up here and there and like go through a little here let's do a rapid fire of questions um we can i'm gonna try
0: where we play it sometime Um, you know
2: what i want to do i want to do an episode of you guys help me go through my hinge um, yeah people and like i'm gonna read you like their prompts and their answers i'm not gonna show you their pictures or anything or tell you anything about them and you're gonna say yes if i should swipe I'm so yes down, down. I and i will this. actually swipe yes or no can we do this and next then i episode? have to go on a date Jeez. with them
0: that let's do like a next episode. episode i'm so down <laughs> Um, can I say one last thing about this letter and I'm sorry that I'm like really harping on this, but the other thing, and the the person doesn't state their gender, but just based on the demographics of our listenership, I'm going to guess that they're a woman. And I will say that one thing that bothers me if this person is a woman is that there's always pressure on a woman to make the date work out and like make the relationship work out. And it bothers me that like women feel like they need to take the ownership of making this date go well because I just don't see a straight man Googling conversation starters for a date. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm happy I'm happy to be wrong on that. But I just don't see it happening. I would love to see that happen. I just, I'm like, I'll, Brian can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just don't believe that that's something they would ever do and like put that much effort into a date because I just feel like, they're going to be like oh it didn't go well it didn't go well or like oh it went well then it went well like they they're just so baseline on their way of thinking it's not like this like they're trying to make a big production out of it to make it work and i just feel like we shouldn't hold ourselves to that same standard and if it's like not that chemistry on date 4 where like you're searching for things to talk about then like why are you still having to put in the effort
2: yeah i'm going to take that advice and i'm going to go with it because i feel like i'm in you know in my current situation, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me to, like, keep this going and keep it flowing, even though I'm not getting, like, a good response from the other person. Like, I feel like, honestly, it might be time to, like, move on and find someone else. Like, it just, if if it's not working, don't hold on to it. Don't try to, like, force anything out of it. Like I said, like, you can't control how other people act and what other people do can't have expectations of anyone else but yourself so yeah just do what makes you happy and if it's causing you anxiety move along
1: yeah yeah I agree with that I like staying curious so I like I think I would be the type to like dig into a list of like 50, whatever sort of questions and like bring that to the table not to like have the responsibility of like, oh, I need to like make sure that this conversation goes this way or like it should last this long. It's more so just like, I just love learning about people.
0: My one to share one anecdote for this person. I had a friend who's a very big personality. She won't mind me saying this. And um, she dated somebody who was a very quiet. And they dated for a couple of years. It was like her first, like kind of serious, healthy relationship. And then after they had dated for a couple of years she realized that like this person had nothing to add and like you would hang out with this couple and she would be carrying the entire conversation and like his responses were just that responses like they weren't like curious questions where they were trying to like dig in for more information it was like her carrying the show and I think Mm -hmm. for a while she was like okay like uh, it doesn't have to be even communication like because she's so like um Vivacious and vibrant like it was okay for her to be the one carrying conversation, but after a while that didn't work out anymore, because at the end of the day, you do want to be challenged. You do want people who are going to do more than just respond to your content. You want people who are going to create content for you and just make you want to grow as a person. And a lot of that is answering questions, asking questions and being open to dialogue. So I think it's okay to be a quiet or shy person, but I think that there's like a limit to being quiet and shy. And when you cross the threshold of having a more open communication and being more comfortable, then they do have to open up to a certain extent. And to me, it's a red flag if they're still not.
1: And sometimes it can be a red flag when the person like hogs the space for yeah. you know where it's like one person might be talking too much and then not allowing the other person to like you know chime in or like have the spotlight or whatever because that it's kind of annoying. Yeah, we
0: don't like to do that. It. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, now that I've stated all my thoughts on this letter. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels and Thank you for allowing us to analyze your letters. As always, we have just implemented a feature, which you can find on our link tree, that you can now send us a voice memo if you prefer to send your letters in that format. Again, you can still do it anonymously um, if you'd like to have your identity concealed, but we would still love for you to send your letters, however, which way you would like to send them. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify and Apple and wherever you like listening to your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time.
1: It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. <laughs> DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah.
2: It's going down in the DMs.
1: Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.